worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. 1410 Wing AM. Tweet the show at 1410Kinner or give us a call at 457-9464. We now send you to the Wing Studios in Kinner. Host, Justin Kinner. Justin Kinner Show live here on Dayton's ESPN radio station. And with us now, former Buckeye NFL Pro Bowl running back Keith Byers, now College Football Hall of Famer Keith Byers, hanging out with us. Keith Byers Show, Mondays from noon to one, presented by Lee's Famous Recipe Chicken. You can catch Keith every Monday, hanging out and spending some time with us today. Keith, how are you? Welcome. Doing good. Thanks for having me on the show today. So, it's at last Friday, uh, Gene Smith had come out, and he was very vocal about some of the ideas being pitched about how we could potentially have football this coming up fall. And, and a lot of people are getting angry, saying, why are we talking about football in the fall? It's only April. You know, there's so much time. A lot can happen between now and then. People are getting upset and frustrated that we're talking about these scenarios. But, hey, I applaud the NCAA for trying to get ahead of this and have a plan B if plan A being, of course, playing in front of fans and, you know, the status quo of playing every Saturday. Of course, that's what they would prefer. With that being said, Gene Smith had some comments regarding the season uh, coming up. He says that, well, if we're going to have games without fans, the fans won't be in attendance because of the dangers of the coronavirus. So why would those same dangers not exist for the players? You being a former player, what's your mindset on this? Do you agree with it? I mean, it sounds like he could be on the side of, hey, either fans are there or there's no football. How do you feel about that? I, I got to agree. I, I have to agree with him. Uh, the pomp and circumstance of college football is a part of all the pomp and pageantry that goes along with it. You know, you want to see the house. You go to Ohio State, the band is a part of it. You know, you want to score a touchdown and you want to hear, you know, uh, uh, Buckeye battle cry, hang on Snoopy. That's all a part of the college experience. That's part of, you know, being a college player and the fans. You know, you want to play in front of your home fans. You want to go on the road and make this that, that home team, you know, the road fans, you know, uh, unhappy. You going into hostile territory and getting W's. You know, otherwise it'll just be practice. It'll be like practice. Nobody's at practice. You know, so um, I, I would say it's either all in or all out. And I agree with Gene Smith. If it's not safe for the fans, it's not safe for the players to be out there playing. As bad as I'm 18, 19, 20 years old, want to play college football, my safety is way more important than these four years at a university and putting myself on the line in a known dangerous situation like what we are experiencing right now. So as a player, yes, I want to play, but I want my safety first and foremost. First and foremost. Being that what it is, let's say that there is a season this coming up year and it is being held in an empty shoe, which I can't imagine. I mean, even a spring game, half the shoe is full. Uh, I mean, there's close to 60,000 fans, 70,000 fans for a spring game. Maybe I'm giving a little extra, but you see my point. Well, no, you're, 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 you're spot on. <laughs> so with that being said, I can't imagine what it would be like to watch Ohio State 
against Penn State, against Michigan. They, they, you know, that team up north, they're coming to the shoe this year. Can you imagine that team up north in Ohio State kicking off in an empty shoe? It's the biggest rivalry in all of sports. All of sports. Uh, with that being said, if there is football this fall and it is uh, going to be mandated that, hey, there's no fans allowed at the stadium, you're a college football player. You're being told that, hey, we're going to move forward but not playing in front of fans. College football, college athletic, uh, college eligibility is special. Uh, I mean, when you're talking about athletes, I mean, you're either going to play three years and go pro, or f- four years, and every it's only four. You want to cherish every memory possible yeah. in those four years. If you're a great player, it's only three. It's only three. So <laughs> if they're telling you you're going to play in an empty stadium, Keith, do you say, you know what? I'm going to just sit this year out to have an extra year of eligibility. I only have four years here. I want every year to be special. I don't want one of my years to be used in it, you know, playing games in an empty stadium. It's not the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. I, I wouldn't want to, but if they say I got to play, I got to play. And you would play? And I would, I would play. I just wouldn't like it. But, hey, you know, that's, I'm here to do a job. <laughs> Go to school and, and play football. So, I mean, you're kind of doing it right now anyway. You know, when you go to some of the uh, stadiums that's not Ohio Stadium, you don't know how many people are going to show up on the road. So you're going to say, man, if this stadium is not half full, I ain't playing. There ain't enough people. No, you're going to play no matter what because a competitor in you want to beat those other uh, 11 guys on the other other side of the line of scrimmage. But it's not ideal. So I think that uh, one of the mistakes that the uh, NCAA is making is we're talking about your plans. If you have an in closed door meeting, keep all your plans inside. So if you have one voice coming out saying, "Right now, we plan on playing the schedule as is," we'll address it the closer we get to it. It's April; the season doesn't open up till the last week of August. So you don't. There's no rush to have to answer questions. We don't know. So that is the answer. We don't know. So you have contingency plans. Keep those to yourself. The earliest you would have to release a contingency plan. I would think it would be early August, late, you know, uh, late July. But keep that in-house. You don't need to be talking about it now in April. That's where you have your, your meetings, talk about it, and, hey, we'll see. Right now, you don't have to be getting into the what-if game, and that's where they are right now. The what-if game stays in-house. You shouldn't let that conversation get outside of the house. Yeah, I'm 30 years old. I never once would have thought in any amount of years that I would see the NCAA tournament get canceled as far as college basketball is concerned. So for those out there that are saying, oh, there's no shot that college football would be canceled, I would like to agree with you. If there's anything in the world that I'd like to be wrong on, it's this one. Yes. Um, but I was proven that, hey, I thought there was no way. I thought they would have done whatever they could to get that NCAA tournament in one way or another. It could have been in someone's backyard. If they had to do what they were going to and they pulled the plug on it. If that could be canceled, anything could be canceled moving forward, and I think that's what people need to keep in mind. But let's say the NCAA comes out and says, hey, we are moving forward. What do they do if a big-time athletic director like Gene Smith or Alabama or Clemson or one of those... You see what Oklahoma out? State coaches are already talking yeah. about getting started May 1st. But he no wants to get started. But what if these come out... or What if some of these come out and are opposed to putting their athletes in harm's way and say, we're not going to do that to our student-athletes even if the NCAA says we're moving forward. I think you have to, you, I would, if I'm Ohio State, Alabama, Texas, USC, team up north, you've got to be united in this one thing is like player safety first because when you go in these kids' living room, talk to their mothers and fathers and talk about I'm going to take care of your son, his daughter, put them in a safe environment and then you don't do that 
you know, how much more of a hostile environment can you put your child in? You're saying no fans, but we wanted you guys to social gather together and, and play a football game. Yeah, right now the numbers are saying number 10 or less. You can, a football player, football game has got 22 players on the field, not including the referees. That's another, tw you know, what, 27, 28 guys on the field, people on the field. Come on. What about locker rooms? If you're the whole game at Ohio State, you got almost 100 people in the locker room. Visiting teams travel with over 60 plus, not including the, the uh, administrative staff and the coaching staff. Airplanes, come on. It's either we're either all safe or we're all out. It's either all in or all out. There, there is no gray line, you know, for for football. Yeah, I don't even think it's not even for basketball. Tennis, yes, you can tennis. Those sports can go on. Tennis can go on. Uh, wrestling. I mean, so there's very few, you know, times. You know, tennis. There are two people that's playing a match and a referee. And the coaches are on the sideline. But any sport, and that's not a revenue generating, that's not a money revenue, you know, generating sport. You know, so I, I think it's a little premature to have the conversation. Yes, you can talk about it, but it's just conversation. It's not action. But I don't think there's no action we end in we're going to play in empty stadiums. No. Either you're going to play and have a stadium full of how many people you can get in there, or whether you don't play. And I would... It would hurt me to my heart not to see the Buckeyes play this fall. But, guys, life is way more important than sports. And because uh, if college football is not playing, you know the NFL is not playing, it would be a domino effect similar to what we had this year. They postponed the Olympics. <laughs> four years in the planning. Well, more than four years if you're the whole city. And then, you know, nobody's in a hurry to go to Tokyo. <laughs> but we'll see. If, a, if a, a year makes a difference, and we truly believe it will, and hopefully, you know, our scientists and doctors are working every day, you know, to find, you know, a vaccination and a cure for what we're dealing with. Because, like I said, it's not like flipping a switch. You know, okay, we all we had all clear sign. Let's go back to business as normal. I don't think we have to come up with a new definition of what is normal. All right, it's the Justin Kinner Show live here on 1410 ESPN Radio. Keith Byers with us here. Uh, you know, and right now you look what Major League Baseball is doing. I mean, they're trying to do like almost like a season-long spring training where they'll have the Cactus League where all the divisions are going to be shaken up um, <laughs> and all those teams, they would play at their typical spring training sites and they would almost be living in a bubble. Keith, I mean, uh, imagine, and those athletes would have to be kept away from their families for potentially four and a half months. Imagine if you were, you know, back to your NFL playing days, if the NFL came to you and said, hey, Keith, because of what's going on, uh, you're going to have to leave your family and you're going to have to go move to this city because we're only playing in these two cities. You can't see your family for four and a half months. Do you say, screw it, I'm not playing this year? Or do you, hey, you got to make, make money, you got to go play? What do you do? They're putting these athletes in bad situations where Very they look bad. like they're not team players. It's not fair to, to treat them like they're being locked away in prison for four and a half months. So it's a very strange yeah, situation. But if you, uh, how, what about, is it going to be empty stadiums? In this empty stadiums as well, yeah. Okay, and then how, do you, you gonna, how are you going to be in a locker room? How many people make a major league roster? 25 players and coaching staff and trainers? That, that's more than 10. So they would all be living in those spring training facilities. They could not leave. Uh, they, they talked about Mike Trout. His wife is due in August. 
So if he leaves to go be, you know, see the, you know, his his newborn baby, he has to come back in to be quarantined for two. He has to be quarantined for two weeks before he's able to play again after. No, it's just a horrible idea to jump through. Too many. It it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. I I, I mean, you got. I guess your baseball, you are social distance. (laughs) You got nine people on the field. They're not gathered up. But how many people in the dugout? Now you're going to separate the dugout. You're going to tell people to go sit in the stands instead of the dugout? You could, but if we get, come on now, let's just stop it. You know, but what's more important, your health or the money? And that's what they're going to have to ask. And there's going to be some players that say, I have enough money. I'm not going to be away from my family for four and a half months. I just hope fans don't vilify those guys that are doing what we probably wouldn't do in our lives either. No. Say, I'm going to be separated from my family no. for that no. long. So, no. All right, Len, last thing. Here's we let you go, Keith. To real quick, we'll wrap it up with this. If there is no college football, we could have, we may never see Justin Fields play again. <laughs> this would be his last year, most likely, as he would be draft eligible next year. If you're Clemson, you might have seen the last of Trevor Lawrence. I mean, there's a lot of those scenarios out there that you might be bidding farewell to these athletes because keep in mind, the NCAA might tell these guys, hey, you're going to get that extra year of eligibility, blah, blah, blah. But they're not going to, I mean, it's three years out of high school and then you're in the NFL. I don't, and there's no, nothing wrong with them saying, I'm not going to come back another year. That is a really, really, really good question. Because if that happens, that means. No, that's a that's a big domino. That means there's no NFL. We're gonna have a draft in a couple of weeks, so Joe Burrow won't get a. Uh, he won't. He'll still be a rookie. You know, they not the NFL's not gonna credit give you a credit season and you didn't play. Not your fault, but nobody played. So they four won't. year rookie. I mean, those four years are important. You have four years to win a Super Bowl where your quarterback is not a max played out yeah. player. You know, but no, no. We, so wow. That's a that's a big question. Look what baseball did this year, like Trevor Bauer for the Reds. This is his last year on the deal. Everyone thought that, hey, you know, they went all in. They put a roster together. They could make the playoffs, potentially go on a you know, playoff run. But you know what would counts. happen? They were going to lose him. You'll see a ton of trades because we're going to have a draft in a couple of weeks. We're just all forethought. There's no NFL season. You know, so you, you drafted seven rounds and signed free agents. Mm-hmm. Now, we're at this time next year, without a college football season, without a professional football season, you're going to see trades. You know, Cincinnati, let's just assume they draft Joe Burrows. Did they really want Joe Burrows, or did they want Trevor Lawrence, or did they want Justin Fields? And what a difference a year makes. You know, yes, you drafted this guy, you know, but y'all probably just don't mesh. And you figure, I can get another guy better. What if you're that fourth-round pick? <laughs> and then you got a whole another year of the next wave of guys coming out. You know, so really what you'll be doing is taking your scouting reports from the 2019 season, and then you'll be doing two years of draft classes. You know, where does J.K. Dobbins fit in, in as a running back compared to the running backs coming out that's coming behind him? So it'll be a mess, a hot mess. And like I said, I, I foresee a lot of trades going on and a lot of people missing on players they thought was really good and players are getting cut that are better. You know, just, you know imagine if you were a free agent and you sign with a team. They'll cut you because they got nothing invested in you and they're going to draft another player. 
So it would it would it would pose a lot of problems to a lot of coaches and a lot of organizations because now you got two years of draft picks and free agents you all coming at once. Guys. And you got to pay them for no service. So it'll be. Ooh, there's nobody getting hurt either. <laughs> nope, everyone's gonna get their money in some so, capacity. Wow. But all right, Keith, real quick before we let you before we let you go. All right, Keith, last thing here before we let you go. Uh, we do sign one, trade one, cut one, and uh, you and I were talking earlier. I threw this out on Twitter earlier today. Every day we release a new sign one, trade one, cut one. You have Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, uh, and Russell Wilson. You have to sign one, trade one, and cut one. And everyone's like, oh, this is different. It's supposed to be. They're all really accomplished quarterbacks, and some are just infants within their, their NFL careers. Two or three are MVPs. So <laughs> but all three of these, the one thing they have in common is they all just had immediate success the second they stepped foot out on an NFL field, and that's what's been so fun about these guys already. You know, Lamar Jackson, two years in, uh, leads his team to the playoffs both years. The first year he takes over, Harbaugh, they were saying he wasn't coming back, that he was going to be fired and let go at the end of the year. They you know move on. They, they bring in Lamar Jackson. He takes him to the playoffs second year takes him to the playoffs back-to-back afc north champs gets him to the playoffs two straight years oh yeah and an mvp patrick mahomes an mvp and a super bowl his first three years uh and we also know about you know russell wilson been to two super bowls he's won a super bowl all three of these guys have that immediate success in the nfl from the time they've stepped foot out on the field you got to sign one you got to trade one you got to cut one what say you well I'll do the hardest thing first. It's always hard cutting somebody because <laughs> you're ending their careers. And, uh, you know, uh, but like Buddy Ryan used to tell people, you just can't play for me. I say you can't play in this league. <laughs> He's not going to be an eagle. So, um, Lamar Jackson, you can play in this league. You just can't play for me. I'm going to have to cut you. So that's the one I cut. I hate the trade, but I'm going to use this trade and hopefully, you know, get me a whole lot of draft picks and some uh, and some more good players and some more receivers to go with my quarterback. So, Pat Mahomes, I'm trading you. Wow. I'm trading Pat Mahomes and I'm signing Russell Wilson. Tough decision there. Both of them have won Super Bowls been, and they've been a vital point of the reason why your team did win the Super Bowl. But I'm giving a slight edge to Russell Wilson. He's been the most healthiest in his career over Pat Mahomes. He's only played three years, uh, but uh, he's been nicked a couple of times in his uh, first two, two or his three years uh, playing. The first year he didn't really play a lot, but last year he got nicked a little bit, and this year, uh, yeah, he was nicked a little bit. So just very, I'm looking with a fine-tooth comb, the differences between the two, and Russell's done it longer. You know, Russell's going up a year eight or nine, something like I that. Like he, I don't feel like he's been around that long, but he has. Probably, yeah, and he's he's a proven commodity. And uh, I can finally get him some uh, raw receivers. You got to double. Because, <laughs> you know, if he ever got that, uh, we don't know how great he's going to be. You know, Russell, I mean, uh, uh, Pat Mahomes has that. He's got speed. He's got tight ends. He's got everything that Russell doesn't have. But if I got it true, I'm signing Russell Wilson. That kid's a winner. I've seen him uh, in college, seen him in a professional. I love Russell Wilson. Today, if you ask me that question today, that's my answer. So, recap, I'm signing Russell Wilson, I'm trading Pat Mahomes, and I'm sorry to let you go, Lamar Jackson. Got to cut you. So you, cut, you traded away the Super Bowl MVP, uh, and you traded and you cut the, this year's MVP. The, yes, it's I know. It's a tough ship you run. That's I'm hard, ship, but yeah. I'm fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good stuff, Keith. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. And 1410 Wing AM Weather. Partly